Welcome to episode 90 of the All the Book Show, the official, pod- official podcast of We're the David A. Howe Public Library. Give me a little 90s. Give me a little 90s singing. A little 90s singing? Yeah. Wish you would step back from that ledge, my yeah. friend. Give me more of that like yeah. kind of a sound, though. Yeah. Oh. Try it again. Give me one more time. Arms wide open. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was perfect. No problem. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the 1990s today in a special look through the ages. Yes. We, do yep. I play it now? No, don't play it now. Okay. Play it later. Jeez. All right. Actually, Spoiler I'm alert. checking right now on SoundCloud because I'm like, is this the 90s, 90th it is, episode? It is the 90th episode. Because if it's not, this is a terrible episode. Uh, uh, it's we, a bad start, yeah. Normally, we talk about book news, yeah, uh, literary news, author news. Mm-hmm. And I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. And with us, we have a special guest, my little brother. Say hi, Steve. Hi. That was Steve. Yeah, he's a relic from the 90s himself. He is, yeah. Born in 1993. <gasps> Same year as Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, a, a lot year. of good things. A lot yeah. of good things that year. Steve, that was a very energetic hello. I like that pep you're bringing today. That's Look, great. He's been on the show enough. You don't have to keep encouraging him oh, to okay. be on the show. So we can just... Okay, that's fine. All right. That's fine. Well, uh, before we before we dig into this, I, I can't... I have to stop right now and tell you something that's happening. Uh, news that just came out, very relevant to the show... Uh, I can't wait to get into this. So before we even talk about our bookmark, oh boy, I need to tell you up. <laughs> that James Patterson oh. has a new co-author. <gasps> this co-author, very relevant to the topic today, uh-huh. very relevant, happened to be president during the 1990s. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton and James Patterson present The President is Missing. Wow. Coming out in June of 2018. Okay. So finally, James Patterson's not the most famous person on the cover. He might be the richest. <laughs> he might be more rich. Yeah, that's... Do you think James Patterson is more famous than Bill Clinton? No. President, former president no. Bill Clinton? No. I don't know if James Patterson plays the saxophone, but I know that Bill Clinton does. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, I... So, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to read it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. This is only the second time that a president has written a work of fiction. The first being, do you remember? Jimmy Carter? Or just a simple peanut farmer, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. Uh, Steve, are you going to read this book? I'm, my interest is definitely peaked. I didn't even know it existed. There but, you go. Yeah. This just came out. It just came out yesterday. Nice. So uh, the news. The news broke. So obviously, because okay. uh, you're a huge Bill Clinton fan, Yeah. we talk a lot about uh, James Patterson. So, uh-huh. you know, uh, maybe he'll team up with Jimmy Carter to write some book shots. I don't know. I'm just spitballing at this point, <laughs> Okay, but it's possible. Anyway, Eric, Yeah, what have you been reading? I didn't read anything this week, Nick. Okay. Hey, did you? Um, I didn't finish anything. Okay. Uh, what are you currently reading, though? Uh, what am I currently reading? The uh, Case for Conscience, which I talked about, uh-huh. and uh, so this is where it ends. Okay. Because yeah. I know uh, we we went to see and Hamilton. And the Gorilla's new album. We went to see Hamilton. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But we had a nice, long car trip. Steve, I know you pounded through some books. What have you been reading recently? Uh, currently, I'm reading Alec Baldwin's memoir, Nevertheless. Ooh, I do want to read that. Is it good? It's, so far, it's very good. Cool. It's okay. What also else? Also, powered through the 4th of July, which is... Uh, James, James Patterson. Patterson. Is that, and that's Maxine Pietro. Yes. Tell Eric what you told me. Not a fan of Maxine Pietro, so right? So far, it's not giving me a real... Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It's not a great co-author. Who was the first? Andrew Gross. On the, uh, this is the Women's Detective. Yeah, Women's Murder, Murder Club. Club. Yes. yes. Started with Andrew Gross, and he went off to do his well, own thing. he wrote thing. the first one by himself. Okay. Andrew Gross, Andrew Gross, Maxine Okay. Pedro. Yeah, Andrew Gross has his own series, which is now really popular. So he successfully springboarded off of the James Patterson train. But I'm not a Maxine Pietro fan, okay. and Steve concurs. Uh, I'm currently still reading Star Trek Volume 11 and Star Wars, Ooh. Honor Among Thieves, written by James S.A. Corey, author of the Expanse series. Ah. And we now have the whole set of that in the yeah. library. Maybe. It's possible we have two Volume 4s and no number 3. <laughs> We're looking into it, so just relax. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk Hamilton for a minute? Sure. We went to Chicago, and we saw Hamilton. And Broadway. And we had the highest seats in the world. I'm so scared. There was one row behind us. If somebody us. had pushed me, I would have died. It was a little terrifying. Yeah, yeah you would have just But we could still see like the whole tight. stage being all the way back. We it's, could see everything. It's a marvel and terror of engineering yes. that we can be in yes, the back row could. and see everything yeah. as if there was no one in front of us. Yeah. So it was it was pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, to see it all, it was... Uh, yeah. I, I was pretty impressed with it, yeah. especially the guy who played Burr. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Are you printing uh, something? No. No, but it's coming to life. Uh, Burr was really good. It was fun to see. Like, I had no idea how they were going to stage that. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, a circular 
there's a circular panel in the center, several circular panels in the center, yeah, at least two, two. And they would rotate, yeah. move around, which yeah. was very effective for the dual scene, I yeah. thought. Particularly, that was yeah. good. But I thought they really used that well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've been obsessed with Hamilton since yeah, before no, it, was it came it was, out. It so. was great seeing uh, what the you know, what's actually happening on stage. Yeah. Because in my head, I have a certain uh, idea of what happens. Yeah. And then on stage, it's completely different. Yeah. So uh, what is going on with your ghost printer? Just let it go. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on it's... with it. Okay, it stopped. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no, it was great. Uh, it was it was weird having to get used to uh, new actors playing the roles because I've just listened to that... Uh, yeah that uh soundtrack i will cop to being underwhelmed with her with the guy playing hamilton yeah i he never he never really won me over no uh everyone else did yeah um yeah but he he kind of left me uh still underwhelmed Mm -hmm. it was almost too similar but not enough at the same time yeah well it just kind of felt like a he he also he delivered a lot of the comedy lines poorly yeah missed it missed it totally i thought but it was still great yeah so yeah it didn't it didn't make the show bad it just you know, yeah. especially compared to that Burr, who was so good. Yeah. Now we just have to wait until it's uh, able, people are able to just do it in their uh, yeah, like their middle schools. So right. We can see the middle school version of that show. <laughs> I wonder when that. I I can't imagine like a community. I can't imagine a community theater production of that. But I, it, would it be, will be so bad. It would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna happen yeah. sooner or later. Although sometimes they really hold on to those rights. So who knows? Daniel Breaker, by the way, I should mention Daniel Breaker, who was Aaron Burr. In ah, Chicago, that's his name. He's a Tony nominee. Very good. Yes, and he originated the role of Donkey in the Shrek musical. Oh my gosh! Which I don't know anything the, about. The woman but... who played Angelica was a Tony winner. Really? Yeah. What she went for? I'm sorry. Best, I should have known. Best person. Best person. To win well, that's, with a Tony. That's pretty prestigious. So <laughs> I don't know. That's great for her. I also saw a live showing of uh, Welcome to Night Vale, the podcast. Oh yeah. We went to that up in Buffalo. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was they they. Uh, if you've ever listened to the podcast, it's a it's a fiction podcast about twenty five mm-hmm. minutes long. It goes for like sort of an eerie, an acquired uh, taste, Twin Peaksian vibe, and they take everything like deadly seriously. Mm. The live show was more like tongue in cheek, more like this is ridiculous and over the top. What yeah. we're doing, yeah. and so that kind of ruined the comedy for okay. me. But <laughs> uh, my wife loved it, and I had a good time. I just yeah. I was disappointed that they that they changed that much, but it was definitely definitely worth going to okay we had a lot of fun it was in a weird place up in buffalo like an abandoned church an abandoned church yeah Yeah. uh that they've turned into like a venue but there was no signs or anything Mm -hmm. so it was just like wandering into an abandoned church i thought we were joining a cult oh yeah i thought we were and maybe we have i don't know oh boy but uh so that's that's that yeah well let's talk book news we're not going to be able to top the whole bill clinton thing but uh what what do you have coming out in stores for us for book news yeah this very day I like that little song. Thanks, man. Uh, the things that are coming out, what is today? May 9th. May 9th, everyone. Things that are coming out May 9th. Yes. It's a very short list. Okay. I'll, it's right. mainly nonfiction. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, are You Anybody? It's a memoir by Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah. Of Arrested Development. Of Arrested Development fame. More recently, Transparent fame. Hellboy fame. Yeah. Hellboy fame. Uh, speaking uh, the of... The Ropers. He was on The they're Ropers. They're going to make a new Hellboy movie. Really? But they're rebooting it. It's going to be an R-rated reboot. Ugh. With none of the same cast or anything. Hard pass. Like, all these years, people have said, where's our Hellboy 3? And they're yeah. like, you're, you're getting a reboot uh, of a movie that never really broke reboot out. Reboot fever. Yeah. Hey, you know what's... They're uh, they're reviving Psych. Did you watch Psych, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing just one Christmas movie. Wow, that's weird. But like, three years after the series. Kind of random, but... Are you feeling psyched? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I never watched it. Okay. Okay. Uh, teammate, My Journey in Baseball and a World Series for the Ages by David Ross. Uh, he's the uh, the baseball. He's, he's from oh, Chicago uh, Cubs. Uh-huh. I mm-hmm. don't know what he played. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was a pitcher. Maybe he was a base. Maybe uh, he was. A batter. Yeah. I mean, everybody has to bat, even the pitcher. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Oh, or maybe nice. he's kicked off. I've It's been a f- I, I I'm behind. I can't help you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched that game. Oh, boy. Yeah. This book already has one st- Okay, this is probably... Let's see. Let's check this out. I got to see this one star. Okay. Uh, That's... This is boring. Oh, this is The Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama by David Garrow. This is the one that includes stuff from the ex-girlfriend's diary. Have you heard about oh, this? Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, yeah, so this Scandal. is new. It's not by Barack Obama. I wouldn't think so, but no. But the ex-girlfriend, uh, it's kind of tabloidy. 
Okay. Uh, some, there's only one review on Amazon. It's got uh-huh. one star. Uh-huh. It reads, convoluted hack job. Tab- <laughs> tabloid quality, laughable ex-girlfriend research. Yawn. Completely <laughs> uninteresting and irrelevant. Don't waste your money on this fodder. But by Michelle Obama. Weird. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. She could care less about this book, I'm quite sure. Uh, okay, and now we've got some fiction. The Thirst, a Harry Hole novel. It's part of the Harry Hole series yes. by Joe Nesbo. Joe Nesbo. Yeah. I see I, Joe Nesbo, and I think I want an Oreo. I think that's because I think Nabisco. Oh, okay. But they don't make that Oreos, right? That's an inter- No, they don't. That's an interesting series. Uh, that was part of the whole like wave of dark Scandinavian novels. Oh, yes. Um, and they didn't. The first one in this series is The Bat, and they didn't release that one in, in English first. They released mm. a couple of the later ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked up the first one on like a nook deal of the day or something. Right. And I totally understand why they didn't go with that one first because oh, yeah. it's a really tough entry point in the series. Yeah. Uh, he goes to Australia, so already it's like he's not even in his hometown and it's already the whole setup is different from our system. So I felt a little like lost and confused, but people do really like them. Okay. Probably doesn't help that it's in Nordic. Right. To read. Yeah, the whole the language, yeah. yeah. Uh, Since We Fell by Dennis Lehane. Ah, Yes. What, what did you just point out? I've had that advanced reader copy of this book oh, for a very long have time. Have you read now. it? Uh, no, I haven't. But I tell you what, Dennis Lehane needs a win. Really? Yeah, because of this? that whole Ben Affleck movie that nobody remembers. Oh, And I'm not yeah. talking about Jiggly or Jiggly. Jiggly. Jiggly uh, is what you're talking about, but not what you're talking about. No, Live by Night yes, is what I'm talking about. Yes, Live by Night. About. You're right. No one that has requested that was, movie in the collection. No, that was a total... Mystery. I actually checked it out. We were gonna we were gonna watch it and we started it and like Ben Affleck's narrating. Ben Affleck does not have a narrator's voice. Mm. It was we didn't finish it. We didn't get into it. Yeah. So sorry, Denny. Sorry, yeah. Ben. I would say Ben Affleck's not a good actor. Really? I, w- I would have said that years ago. I, like I would have kept saying it I like all these him years. In very specific things. Like I love the town. I think the town is a great movie. I think I was underwhelmed with Argo. Uh-huh. What's the other one? What's his other big director one that he did? In recent years. Ooh, that's it? Really? Gone, Just those? Girl, gone Baby Gone? No, I didn't see that. Or I love uh, Holly, Hollywood uh, Hollywood Land, okay. right? Do you see that, yeah. Steve? No. That's the one about uh, George Reeves, the Superman from the 1950s. He had a weird, like, murder or suicide death that nobody knows about. Yeah. Ben Affleck played George Reeves. He was great in it. I guess I just but, don't think he's that good. I think he's a good director, and people, but he's also cast himself in all his movies, and yeah. so people confuse him as being a good actor. Well, I think that, like, I think you you got to use him right because, mm-hmm. like, Gone Girl, for example, you saw oh, Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl's great. He's great in Gone Girl, but mm-hmm. he's just kind of a, I don't know, kind of a vacuous, jerky kind of character, and it just like works with his whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. I'd so. give his Batman a fine. Okay. It's passable. Right. I liked his Batman. I enjoyed him as Batman. Yeah, I thought he was... The movie was just so bad. It was hard to enjoy anything in it. Did you like the movie? I did like the movie. He's probably the only person That's on the planet. Steve's Weird. the counterpoint. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll just remember that every time he says he doesn't like a movie that I like. Yeah. He's like, well, he likes Batman he v likes Superman. He likes Batman v Superman. What is he Steve, I, I outed you on the podcast a few weeks ago for liking Kronk's new groove more than the Emperor's new groove. Is that still... Are you going to stand by that? I like it as much. Oh. I won't say better. Or oh, that's all, tough. The All the that's Book Show does hear. not uh, condone. Yeah, he or... doesn't speak for us. Yeah. Uh, I got one more book. Okay. It's a Dog's Way Home oh. by W. Bruce Cameron. He uh-huh. wrote A Dog's Purpose. Oh, okay. So uh, it says Lucas Ray is shocked when an adorable puppy jumps out of an abandoned building and into his arms. Wow, that would be shocking. Uh, ew, through the apartment he shares with his mother. Uh, oh, she's a disabled veteran, though. So, uh, no. okay. Well, that makes it more somber. Uh, she doesn't allow dogs. Lucas resists taking Bella home. Is he like a child? I, I don't know. I guess when you started that, I was picturing an adult. Yeah, I me mean, too. Then I got real confused. Oh, but... this is part of the, the a dog's purpose is a series. Oh my gosh, Dennis Quaid, call your lawyer. Not uh, lawyer. There's a dog's. <laughs> Although purpose, I guess maybe a dog's, dog's journey. Purpose. You do need a lawyer. So. Is this a dog's way home is beautifully told, charming, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and unbreakable bond between us and, and our now, pets. And now, these are all prequels to All Dogs Go to Heaven. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Burt Reynolds needs to call his agent then. Yeah. So. I'm sure Dennis Quaid and Burt Reynolds could work together. And I would watch this, that movie. This film I would totally is. watch that movie. Yeah. When is when are we going to get the new Smokey and the Bandit? Right? No? You don't want to? <laughs> you know okay. Well, I guess that's just me. Yeah. Uh, is that it? That's all I got. That was a short list. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you warned me. I told you, yeah. You warned me ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, folks, let me tell you what you have coming down the pike, down in the future. Uh, looking ahead, we got, oh, what? look who this on the top of the list. 
We got our old friend James Patterson. Who, who this? James Patterson. <laughs> I said, who this? Yeah, you're like, oh, who this on the top of our list? Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be my new catchphrase. Yeah, who this with uh, Nick Gunning? <laughs> James Patterson. Oh, it looks like he's writing this one alone. Mm. No, he's not. Why uh, would you fall for that? No. <laughs> James Patterson, I believe this is a new co-author, Howard Hroken. Uh, this is called Murder Games. The next hand he deals you may be your last. Because it's a murder game. Okay. You're I'm just going to step out as you describe this new game. James Patterson. Okay. <laughs> Coming out June 26. A serial killer is loose on the streets of Manhattan. His victims appear to be total strangers. The only clue that unites the crime is the playing card left behind at each scene that hints at the next target. The killer, known in the tabloids as the dealer. I don't think that's what... Well, it's fine. Is baiting cops into a deadly and scandalous guessing game that has the city increasingly Aren't the, on edge. The vampires in the Underworld series are called Death Dealers. Are they? But they just deal out death as vampires. That makes sense. Elizabeth Needham, probably just Needham, but it looks like she needs ham. Elizabeth mm, Needham. I could use some ham. Oh, she's gorgeous and tenacious and a cop. What a, in charge what a combination. Of the gaze, and she's going to turn to you, never going to believe this, an James unlikely Patterson. ally. Wow. Gorgeous, tenacious cop means Dylan Reinhardt, a handsome and brilliant. So one is gorgeous and tenacious, one handsome and brilliant professor whose book turned up in connection with the murders. As the tabloid frenzy over the dealer reaches a fever pitch, starring Jimmy Fallon, Dylan and Elizabeth must connect the clues to discover what victims have in common before the dealer runs through his entire deck. But are they going to get together? I don't know. Uh, You're going to have to read to find out. Maybe they're just good friends. There's no reason to assume. That's true. Okay, well... Danielle Steele. What about her? It's just becoming comical at this point. You didn't say Danielle Steele. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I did. Oh, I got to get the New York Times. Yeah, she's going to be on there. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Thanks Steele. Thanks for reminding me. Have you read Danielle Steele, Steve? I have not. She's written 675 books <laughs> yes. over the course of five years. No, <laughs> not, that's not true. Uh, it's more like four years. Uh, the Duchess by Danielle Steele. The incomparable Danielle Steele breaks new ground. Look out. As she takes us to 19th century England, where a high-born young woman is forced out into the world, it begins a journey of survival, <gasps> sensuality, like a Rolling Stone, yeah. and long-sought justice. That's the plot of the Like a Rolling Stone, the is song. It? Oh my gosh. Because she was all high and mighty, and now she has to get used to it. Like a complete unknown. Yeah. Anyway. Well, how does it feel? Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Steele fans. This is a weird one, but I'm going to read it to you because it sounds kind of interesting. The Rise and Fall of Dodo, and that's D period, O period, D period, O period. Uh, from best-selling author Neil Stevenson and critically acclaimed historical and contemporary commercial novelist Nicole Gallen comes a captivating and complex near-future thriller combining history, science, magic, mystery, intrigue, and adventure that questions the very foundation of the modern world. I know they're trying to get everybody like literally everybody but when you do that on a book when you say it has this 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 and this i assume it has none of them none of them and that it is not for me well this is gonna surprise you a book that has adventure but i will not read a book that has adventure mystery science magic life according to the book blurb it's written with the genius complexity and these people like their lists and innovation that characterize all of neil stevenson's work and steeped with the down-to-earth warmth and humor of nicole gallon's storytelling style is this Man, this is like... Is this the, the Neil Stevenson who writes uh, sci-fi and fantasy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where was I? I was in another list. This exciting <laughs> and vividly realized work of science fiction will make you believe in the impossible and take you to places and times beyond imagining. Again, that is coming to you in <laughs> June. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> we will have it here. All right, large print. It will have all a journey. You. It will have romance. It yeah. will have murder. It will have a doctor. <laughs> it will have a dog. It will have flying. Thank you. Is that it? Doesn't seem like enough. <laughs> uh, for all you large print fans, large print aficionados, we have <laughs> The Light of the Lover's Moon by Marsha Lynn McClure. Violet Finn was haunted, haunted by memory. It had been nearly 10 years since her father had moved the family from the tiny town of Rattler Rock to the city of Albany, New York. Yet the pain and guilt in Violet's heart was as fresh and haunting as it had ever been. Under the light of the lover's moon. (laughs) I couldn't concentrate anymore because I was just... Those that beautiful yeah. I'm music. I'm trying to think about a werewolf that can only transform during a lover's moon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he would be romantic. Yeah, he'd have to be. <laughs> he turns into like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, he <laughs> no, it's happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. Bounce, bounce. 
All right, let's talk New York Times bestsellers. Okay. Steve, do you care about the New York Times bestseller list? Does that mean anything to you? I don't follow it with any regularity, but sometimes... If you hear that something's a New York Times bestseller, are you more likely to read it? I wouldn't say so. Okay. Huh. What are you going to do? Take that New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, really? That's a scathing indictment. In which the Underground and Thrawn are now off the top ten list. Underground Railroad? Underground Railroad Mm -hmm. and Thrawn. Uh Uh-huh. So, but... I just picked up a copy of Thrawn. Well, then you helped it stay at number 12 this week. Oh, well. So, congratulations. You're welcome, Timothy Zahn. Number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. We have The Women in the Castle by Jessica Shattuck. That is, yes, that is sticking. Uh, Number nine. This, hold on, Steve, because I talked about you with this one, too. The plot of this one is three women whose husbands tried to kill Hitler are, like, exiled and stuck off in a cabin, or a castle. Maybe. Made me think of, like, Valkyrie, you know, and, like, the the wives of those men. It sounds like an interesting book. Eric thinks the, uh, Steven Spielberg's going to make it into a movie. I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it. Yeah. But he didn't do Valkyrie. That no, was he Brian didn't. Singer. He didn't. Was that Brian Singer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, number nine, yeah. Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'd read that. <laughs> number eight, One Perfect Lie by Lisa Scottaline. That's all you need is one. Yeah. Number seven, but then you need like a bunch of Yeah, you got to keep going. Lies. You got to yeah. keep going. You yeah. got to... They can be imperfect. It's a spider's web. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towels. Nothing. I didn't yeah. laugh at all. I guess you stopped finding it so funny. Yeah. A no, man's I didn't. name. I didn't. Number six, All By Myself Alone by Mary Higgins Clark. All By Myself Alone sounds like a song from Spamalot. All by myself alone. Yeah. Uh, number five, Bear Town by Ooh, Frederick Backman. This look is the one out. I talked about. The, Bear Town. Uh, the town's like the woods. They're creeping in. Yeah. Uh, this says a hockey team's success will revive a dying town. The bear but a town? star is caught up in a scandal. That description is 100% different than the book summary we read last week. Uh, this is about a hockey team? A hockey team's success uh, might revive a dying town. A, ba- a bear town? Yeah. Okay. But All the, right, so it's about hockey. Look, yeah. Okay. Has We read it as like a small town that... Where the trees keep creeping in, one boy decides he's going to leave this place. It's just, what is it? It's called Bear Town. Bear Town. Like B-E-A-R. Imagine a town populated by grizzlies, and you have the title Bear I'm Town. I'm finding any reference. Who wrote this? Frederick Backman. Backman. Yeah. He likes to, uh, he likes to come into parties late and be okay. like, I'm Frederick Backman! There it is. Yeah. Bear Town. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Number four, new this week, Anything is Possible, which isn't entirely true. But, it might you know, be. Elizabeth Strout. This oh, is yes. A novel, uh, novel and stories about the lives of the inhabitants of the rural Man, Illinois her... hometown of Lucy Barton. That's her jam. Oh, so this is connected to Lucy Barton? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number three, the new, oh, no, wait, The Black Book by James Patterson and David Ellis. That one sounds kind of good. Yeah. Well, it's been here for five weeks. Yeah, well, people like the James Patterson. Number two, The Fix by David Baldacci. Mm. And number one is new. Ooh. Golden Prey by John Sanford. Oh. oh. I don't care about John Sanford. No, or no love Baldacci. Prey. Have you read no. either of those? Sanford no, or I Baldacci? I read one John Sanford. No, I've read a couple. And they were fine. <laughs> well, which is it? It's a couple. Okay. We read one for book club, and then I read another one of his series, Virgil Flowers, I read. Which one's Virgil Flowers? He's... It's an offshoot of the Lucas Davenport series. Who's Lucas Davenport? He's from the Prey series. Like okay. Sudden Prey, Hidden Prey. Okay. Uh, That's it? Yeah. Uh, paperback. Paperback writer? Zookeeper's Wife is number one for paperback. Well, that makes fiction. sense because of the movie. Yeah, did that come out? I don't know. Did you see it? Probably not a good sign that nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, Handmaiden's Tale is also on the ebook uh, print list makes sense have you show. been watching that my wife has okay so have you read the book atwood have no. you read margaret atwood steve no okay I haven't either. we have a copy in our young adult section do you yeah cool it's probably checked out now probably we also have some copies of uh 13 reasons why but those are all checked oh out. yeah that show. yeah good luck yeah i just ordered a copy of lion today oh nice yeah uh so 13 reasons why just got renewed for a second season mm. and i think so did handmaiden's tale i had to buy a second copy of the shack mm. i don't feel good about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> who, who did the who who's in the music for, for that the movie that just oh, came out oh something McGraw yeah is it Tim McGraw I think it's Tim McGraw okay. yeah I don't yeah. know a single Tim McGraw yeah. song what's Octavia Spencer doing in that movie 
she's she's in everything. She is. She's. I, I feel like she's. Yeah, kind she's, the, of, she's the J.K. Simmons. Yes. She's yeah. she's in that J.K. Simmons. Yeah. It's like, interesting arena. that some actors can be in anything, no matter how good the movie is, yeah. and like their reputation stays that they're a good actor. Yeah. But then you have people like Nick uh, Cage, Nick Cage, and Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, these guys. <laughs> as soon as you hear, oh well, yeah, that's not like why can Octavia Spencer and J.K. Simmons get away with it, but Nick Cage know. can't. I don't know. Probably just... because Nick Cage stars in all of that. That's true. Yeah. And J.K. Simmons is just in the back. He like, just shows up. Yeah. He, well, because that's it. Because yeah. it's a small part, he shows up, and you're like, well, I know this next yeah. few minutes are going to be enjoyable. Yeah. You know. It doesn't matter how bad the movie is. As long as he says, get me pictures of Spider-Man yeah. page one by yep. tomorrow night, you're you're okay with it. Yep. Yep. That's it. All right. Whew. You know what time it is. Eric, drop the needle on this new sick beat we have. Go. pretty sick <laughs> thanks to ben layman yeah. for that beautiful new theme song steve yeah. did you like the theme song loved it he did i knew see, he was yeah. moved by it the whole yeah. time he was like dancing and everything was uh, he yeah he was okay. he was well folks uh it's the 90th episode sure is which means we're gonna be talking about yeah. we're gonna try a little dean kane terry yeah. hatcher no. lois and no, clark you're confused we're talking about the decade the 90s oh, not I'm just sorry. lois right. and so, the event beverly hills 90210 oh, we opened a young Walsh family moving from Minnesota to Beverly well, Hills. We can talk about Beverly new... Hills, whatever, whatever, whatever. Is that not? If what we can we're... talk about uh, Shelby Woo. Okay, you're gonna. I don't. I've never seen Shelby Woo. What? I'm a little too old. <laughs> okay, I am. It's just a little Fine. past. Can, like we'll talk about Keenan Kel. Yeah, Shelby Woo. Okay, Alex uh, Mack. Alex Mack. Yes. Most deaf. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not the actor. Most. I was going to say saying most definitely. We're going to talk I don't about think Alex Mack. Most deaf was huge in the yeah. 90s, but so whatever. Yeah. I enjoy these episodes. I got to tell you. Yeah. yeah, this is the best decade ever. It's well, that's apparently according to the uh, the New York Times here. Uh, usually, I read a little blurb from History. dot com. Yeah. They didn't have anything in the nineties. Yeah. They were like, "Man, we don't want to do it." So this is from the New York Times, uh, taken from an author uh, article: "The best decade ever." The 1990s, obviously, yeah, by Kurt Anderson. So I'm just going to sure pick were. a few highlights here. If I could travel back in time and then live 10 years yeah. over and over and over again, yeah. uh-huh. it'd be the 90s. All right, so let me let me give you a, a little bit from this article. America at large was prospering in the 90s. The United States economy grew by an average of 4% per year between Woo! 92 and 99. Since 2001, it's never grown by as much as 4%. And since 2005, not even by 3% for a whole year. Mm. So take that, early 2000s. An average of 1.7 million jobs a year were added to the American workforce versus around 850,000 a year during this century so far. The unemployment rate dropped from nearly 8% in 1994 to 4%, that is effectively zero, at the end of the decade. Plus, if you were a man and worked in an office starting in the 90s, you could get away with never wearing a necktie. Hey. A little, a little bit of uh, color commentary there for you. Uh, from 1990 to 1999, the median American household income grew by 10%. Since 2000, it's shrunk by nearly 4%. The poverty rate peaked at over 15% in 1993. Ooh, that's not so great. Then fell to nearly 11% in Yay! 2000. More or less, it's post-war low. During the 90s, stocks quadrupled in value. The Dow Jones Industrial Average increased by mm-hmm. 309%. You could still buy a beautiful Brooklyn townhouse for $500,000 or less, and so on. So yeah, you know, this uh, one headlight taught us nothing yeah, is forever. That's true. That's the true. 90s had to an end. And uh, to be fair, not everybody had a great time in the yeah. 90s. Remember, so. when, remember when Bill Clinton played the sax on the Arsenio Hall show? And then that permanently was in the Animaniacs uh, opening song? Yeah. That's I all. remember that. That's all. Steve, you're a big Animaniacs I fan. I am a big Animaniacs fan. Classic. Classic. I don't classic. find that it holds up. No. Really? Not compared to Tiny Toons. Yeah, Tiny Toons is solid. <laughs> what, what do you think, Steve? Uh, I, I've never really watched Tiny Toons as much, so... What? Animaniacs. All right, we're going to pause this podcast me. and show Steve <laughs> the how I spent my summer vacation. Tiny Toons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what do you want to dig into first, buddy? Uh, let's talk about our favorite 90s alt-rock bands. I don't have. I don't. Okay, that's fine. sorry. We don't have to talk about Maroon Five. Does that count? No. Were gosh. they in the nineties? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were on Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero, so they had to be in the nineties. Is that true? Yeah. So, Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero and Lois and Clark in the same decade. I mean, I just that's that's what you're just, taking away that's, from the nineties. Yeah, that's great. That that's, those two shows were that's on at the great same stuff. Time. Yeah, they're not. Not yeah. the fact that like the in X the Files same was week. on. Yeah, the X Files. Sure, I didn't watch Jurassic it. Jurassic Park but it was in theaters. Will Smith was a demigod. Yeah. 
So remember when Will Smith was like a, a funny actor? Yeah. Disney was on the top of their Perfect. game. Perfect. Disney's coming back. Disney owns everything. Yes, Disney's down. Now they own everything. But yeah. they're animated movies. Yeah. It was like a Pixar was up and coming. Mm-hmm. Though they only had three movies in the ninety. Beautiful time. Yeah. Yep. Roger was in his late 70s, I want to say, in the 1990s. Yeah. Roger, our <laughs> senior intern. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that letter opener almost took yeah. out my... Yeah, he's got aim. Have we introduced you to Roger, our senior intern, Steve? I don't believe so. He's you don't want, no. really surly, yeah. so just don't shake his hand. Don't yeah. go anywhere with yeah. him. Yeah. <sighs> he's going to puncture our tires. Yeah. I know he will. Let's talk prices in the 1990s. You want to okay. do that? I'm sure they were not... That bad. That was super cheap. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it was. Okay. Uh, in 1990, we started uh, with George Bush as president. George Herbert Walker Bush as president, I should say. Dan Quayle as vice president. He has since learned to spell the word potato, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but you know what? What? I bet he thought he was spelling... Uh, you say potato, I say potato. 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 Yeah, I like how you had to sing the whole song. <laughs> and you had to do it out loud. So we were... <laughs> thanks for making us all part of the process. Uh, cost of a new home in 1990, $149,000. Uh, hey, you know what? I have a feeling that market is only going up. Maybe. After the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Medium household income, $29,943. Cost of a first class stamp, 25 cents. Boy, those were the days, huh? Yeah. Now it's like 44 cents. Yeah. 48? Yeah. 47. What What are you trying to get? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Cost of a gallon of regular milk, $1.16. Oh, hey. Cost of a dozen eggs, $1.00. How much am I paying for eggs now? I have no idea. Cost of a gallon of milk, two seventy eight. Is that not? That equal? seems pretty on point with what we're paying. Right now. <laughs> okay. So we've proven that. Maybe that, we've hit. Maybe like milk and eggs hit the that peak was, of how much people are willing to pay. That was not interesting. Let's yeah. just <laughs> let's just call it what it was. Yeah. That was not yeah. an interesting fact. Look, uh, let's just talk about SNCC. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right. TGIF. Yep, TGIF. Let's just do a 90s TV podcast. Like, just drop everything and start a new one. Let's talk about the Wallflowers, the Goo Goo Dolls, Bare Naked Ladies. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Yeah, there's there's more. What was was McCartney doing in the 90s? Third Eye Blind. Uh, Flowers in the Dirt. Flowers in the Dirt. Not a fan. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Ringo Starr was just hiding out. Off the ground. Off the ground? Oh, that's McCartney, yeah. If you're you're into Weezer, you'd like the 90s. Are you into Weezer? Not really. Hmm. Okay. What about (laughs) Eve 6? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, let's talk for a minute about TV, since we're, we're on the uh, track here. Mm-hmm. Collider.com has pulled together some of the best live-action TV shows of the 90s. Don't even get me started on 90s animated shows. Am I right? Yeah, yeah you're right. It's all great. Gargoyles? Uh, here's, here are some. ER, 1994 to 2008. And from 1994 to 2000, it was rock solid. Those were the George Clooney, the Juliana Margulies years. I love ER. Okay. Have, you guys, have you guys seen ER? No. Freaks and Geeks in the 90s, 1999, just made it. I love Freaks and Geeks. Seinfeld, 1989 to 1998. I remember very clearly ducking out of a high school choir concert so that I wouldn't miss the Seinfeld finale. Uh, Homicide Life on the Streets, 93 to 99. I've never seen that show. Mm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, look out, started yeah. in 97. In Living Color, I was never into In Living Color. You? No, I, I never saw it. Okay. Uh, the Practice, yes, I did love The Practice, ninety seven to two thousand four, and spun off into Boston Legal. Felicity, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand two. You like Felicity? No. Twin. I feel like a lot of things like this. Twin Peaks is also nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety one. Mm-hmm. A lot of ninety stuff is coming back right yeah. now. You got well, we hit the point. Beauty and the now. Beast. You got Power Rangers. Yeah. I think we finally got Twin over. Peaks. All that 80s nostalgia that was suffocating us. Yeah. And now we're into 90s nostalgia. And suffocating with the Yeah. 90s. I guess it's easier for me because, yeah. like, I know this stuff. Yeah. But, like, some of it never went away. Right. Like, Power Rangers never really left. No, no. I mean, it left popularity-wise. Yeah. But, like, that show is still on. Mm-hmm. So it's not like people are like, Power Rangers, they're bringing it back! Yes. Um, I guess with something like Beauty and the Beast, like, the movie's just kind of, the animated is just classic. Yeah. So it's not like the world stopped watching either. Right. That's true. All right. Thanks for undercutting my point. Sorry. Uh, Law and Order, Uh 1990 to 2010. Frasier, 93 to 2004. Xena Warrior Princess. You Mm -hmm. big Xena Warrior Princess fan, Eric? Don't don't lie. Are we talking about Xena, Hercules, and uh, the Beastmaster? Quantum Leap. How can I forget Quantum Leap? Uh Terry Hatcher played Sam Beckett's wife on Quantum Leap, then went on to star as 
Lois Lane. Yep. And Lois and Clark. <laughs> now currently on Supergirl. Look, so there you unless go, you're going to say something back. about Collective Soul or... Uh, nope. How about Give I tell you that Married with Children was on? Mm-hmm. The Real World? Mm-hmm. Friends? And I even have the bobbleheads right here to prove it. Deep Space Nine, Sex in the City, The Wonder Years, every show now, <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air, okay. My So-Called Life. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll stop. Will and Grace. All right, Star Trek Next Gen. I'm done. That's it. Family Matters. So why don't you go ahead? I think we got different News things radio. out of the '90s. Yeah, I want to talk about like Chumbawamba, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. You're a Pete and Pete guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Say by the Bell. I, I just cut me off. All go right, ahead. whatever you want to what talk we, about. What's the next list? Wings. It's up to you. What do you want to do? Okay, so. Now we're just not going to randomly go through a whole list of everything that was on TV. <laughs> the Golden Girls. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Rock let's just talk about the Hugo winners okay. of the 90s. Uh, now, from what I've read online, man. Yeah, man. The 90s, uh, in terms of the Hugo winners, this, yeah. this is, these are the awards for uh, the book awards for uh, sci-fi and fantasy. We've talked mm-hmm. about it before on this podcast. Uh, the 90s, I guess, aren't looked fondly. Really? For some of these awards is what I'm getting. Uh, mainly because I think like the 60s and 70s had such like a high creative peak. Okay. And then the 80s gave a lot of like classics like uh, Ender's Game and uh, Neuromancer. Okay. That the 90s seem a little like bloated and they're trying to find their place. Okay. I mean, the 90s were a weird time where sci-fi was more stuff like, uh, you know, X-Files was like the sci-fi that seemed yeah. like more people wanted. Yeah. Less like grandiose but anyways we've got 1990 has my one of my favorite books of all time and that's dan simmons hyperion oh that one uh number in 1991 uh lewis mcmaster bejold won for the vor game okay never heard of the vor game i've never heard of it either uh lewis mcallister bejold won in 1992 again for barrier good decade for him then yeah or her or her oh you're right it could be lewis yeah I'm probably reading it. I have no idea. Uh, Werner Vinge and Connie Willis tied in 1993 for A Fire Upon the Deep and Doomsday Book. Uh, Kim Stanley Robinson, we're still talking about him today. He won in 1994 for Green Mars. You got Louis or Louise. Maybe. McMaster Bejold again for Mirror Dance in wow, 1995. I've never heard of this author. Yeah. Neil Stevenson. We just talked about we him. We sure did. He won in 96 for The Diamond Age. Kim Stanley Robinson came back. With uh, in '97 for with Blue Mars, uh-huh. uh, Joel Halderman in 1998 wrote Forever Peace, not a direct sequel to Forever War. Okay. And then in 1999, you got Connie Willis to say nothing of the dog. Ah, so uh, not a lot of like. Name I don't think there. I recognize. However, I have much read the. I, I am almost done with the Mars trilogy by Kim Stanley Robinson. Okay, and I do have these books. I will still read them. So, what else? What's wrong, man? Nothing. My battery was just dying. Oh, no. I thought it was plugged in. Okay. That's all right. Back on track. So that's the Hugo list. What do you got next? Oh, boy. What don't I have next? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Closing (laughs) time. (laughs) One last call for alcohol. Oh, you're... Okay. All right. Let's look at the Pulitzer Prize for 1990. Pulitzer Prize for fiction. In 1990, the winner was... No idea. The Mambo Kings play songs of love. <gasps> Mambo number five. No, I think that came out in the early aughts, like two thousand. Nineteen ninety-one. Rabbit. On, now I gotta know. Rabbit at Rest by John Updike. I've always wanted to read those books, and I never have. A Thousand Acres by Jane Smiley for ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-three went to A Good Scent from a Strange Mountain. Boy, <gasps> these just don't from year to year. I mean, we no, just talked about this. You're right. Our, we just talked about this in our Pulitzer episode that it's like. They seem to be really good at identifying what's making a huge splash that year. Doesn't mean it's going to have longevity. Yep. Uh, Shipping News by E. Annie Pruel. So that, we've heard of that. No, I've never heard of it. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I have. Um, she she wrote, um, like, Brokeback Mountain and stuff as well. Uh, the Stone Diaries by Carol Shields, huh. 1995. Independence Day by Richard Ford, uh, 96, 97. Independence Day? Not that. Wait, what year did it come out, though? 96. That is the same year Independence Day, the movie, came out. Bananas. <laughs> 97 went to Martin Dressler, The Tale of an American Dreamer by Stephen uh-huh. Milhauser. 98 went to American Pastoral by Philip Roth. This was just made into a movie with that Jennifer Connelly and Ewan McGregor. Yes, it did. Yes, it certainly did. 90, 1998. Uh, 1999, The Hours by Michael Cunningham. That's a pretty big one. That's That was made into a movie. Yes, you're right. Nicole Kidman and all that. Our friend Sally has a line from that tattooed on her back. Oh, nice. So... Am I supposed to say that? Maybe. <laughs> so that's it for the All Pulitzer right. Prize. Uh, I have to 
state that a little bit of Mambo, the album by Lou Bega that has Mambo number no. five, did come out in 1999. Okay. July 1999. Wow. I've always thought of that as an early aughts song. Well, I got to add it to my 90s you're playlist. You're big and wrong. Steve, do you listen to a lot of '90s music? I wouldn't say so. I'm getting into it more and more lately. Really? Like, what are you what are you discovering? Yeah, into it. Goo Goo Dolls. I like them. Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Oh. Hillary loves the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. We went to see um, Hillary, your wife. You yes. should add for Sorry, our yes. listeners. We went to see uh, John Resnick a while back at um, the uh, yeah. wherever in in. That's Selenica. so weird because I always thought he didn't want the world to see him. No. Yeah, you'd think that, but no. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. That was pretty good. You know how the Goo Goo Dolls have John Resnick and then they have the other singer that nobody likes? I've only just learned about this, but yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. you're just playing. Have you heard? Yeah, I don't loathe him as much as everyone else just, do, but... I mean, it seems like dated for the 90s, because yeah. he just gets on and he's just like... Bleh. I don't get it. Wow. And I, and I don't like it. <laughs> okay. I don't get it and I don't like it. So sorry, other guy. Yeah. He's like the other guy from Wham. Steve, who's the other guy from Wham? Well, uh, Denny Lane. Is it Denny Lane? No, Wham, not Wings. Oh, wham. No, Andrew Ridgely. There you go. I knew he'd know. I knew I he'd you know. Said wings. No, I know I know Wings, Steve. Please. I hate it if I was Please. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're not a huge nineties music fan, but you're you're digging in. I'm giving it a chance. Slowly. You? Well, chili peppers. Do I do I like nineties music? Yeah, let me let me hear some of your faves. I've been listing all of them this entire episode. Okay. I oh sorry. I love the, I love nineties music. Okay. That's that's the music that I grew up to listening on the radio yeah so yes i do love it okay um favorite albums or anything favorite albums from the 90s uh i'm just i know you've been like tossing things out but i mean yeah. like what are some like distill it down break it down some oh of your favorites gosh. uh weezer's blue album okay that's pretty fantastic did you just get into that a few years ago okay um but i knew all the songs i just didn't realize ah. they were all on one album okay which kind of blew my mind because i was like this song too goo goo dolls have one like that where like mm-hmm. every song is like a, a single mm-hmm. uh, the girl i think Yes, yes, Dizzy yeah, Up the Girl. One. Yep. Matchbox 20. Uh huh. They're fantastic. Okay. Uh, uh, I, can't I can't believe it. No, hold on. I just made a weird sound yeah. instead of saying uh, One Headlight by, oh, frick. Why can't I remember their name now? I mean, you, you love. Yes, the Wallflowers. You love Will Smith's rapping from the 90s. How, I do. I do have two Will this? Smith albums. So I've got. Uh, it's not bad, actually. Yeah. I've got um, uh, Getting Jiggy with it. I've got that album. Should we talk about it's Barbie fantastic. Girl or just... I do have that song. I, I had that album. Did. Actually, I had both yeah. their albums. Yeah. Fun fact, Aqua's second album is actually yeah. better than their first. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, the Chili Peppers in 1990s. I mean, they've got Blood Sugar Sex Magic uh-huh. uh, in the early 90s. And okay. then they ended the 90s with Californication. So... Pretty good run. Fa- yeah. You got great songs in there. All right. So... But I also just said Mambo number 5. Yeah, That's I know. I heard, you, I heard you say Mambo uh, number five. Man, who yeah. sings... Um, Closing time. Now that's killing me. I mean, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, look, I don't have to. Uh, we don't have to keep talking about all these bands. Okay. Uh, it's our '90s episode. Semisonic. But sure. Yes, Semisonic, Third Eye Blind. They're all great. Okay. Uh, who, who else is in my CD? I don't know. Right you now? tell me. I'm man. getting into the Gin Blossoms album. Okay. Uh, New Miserable yep. Experience. Do you know Gin Blossoms? I know of them. I don't really know. Hey, hey Jealousy. Uh. Hey, Jealousy. <laughs> my wife. Will not stop listening to the Spin Doctors, specifically Two Princes. Wow. You know that one? No, I don't. Uh, uh, if you want to buy me flowers, oh, yes. go okay, ahead yeah, yeah. and if you yes, want to talk for yes, hours. See, we forgot to mention Flaming Pie for Paul McCartney. Oh, That's 97. Mm-hmm. I love that album. You might even like that album, Eric. It might thaw your cold soul. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. You wanna, let's talk movies. Okay. Give me the movie list. Yeah. 1990. The Oscar winner for 1990 for Best Picture was Dances with Wolves. Ooh. Uh, it Always beat out Goodfellas, which okay. I would disagree with. I think Goodfellas should have won. Okay. Uh, you know who was up for there, too, Nick? Tell me. Uh, Godfather Part 3. Ooh. Yeah. I, well, I haven't seen the Godfather Part 3, uh, so 1991, I can't The Silence of the Lambs. Okay. And it beat out the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Do which you know was? what that is? Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and... I thought it won. No. Oh. Silence of the Lambs won. Interesting. Uh, that actor, uh, that director just passed away. Yes. Yeah. Um, 1992, Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. Western film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it beat out A Few Good Men. Oh. I love A Few Good Men. 1993, Schindler's List beat out The Fugitive and The Piano. And I don't think I need to add, but it beat out Jurassic Park. Uh, In fact, it doesn't look like Jurassic Park made the best picture list. What are you going to so do? So that's unfortunate. Fugitive's a great movie. I'm surprised that it's in the best pictures, but yes, I love uh, it. But I mean, everybody was going to lose the Schindler's List that year. True, yeah. 
Oh, I vote for not Schindler's List. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> uh, 1994, Forrest Gump beat out Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and The Shawshank Redemption. And I tell you what, I don't think Forrest Gump should be the winner there. I think, I his, I think history has proven that Forrest Gump uh, is less revered than either Pulp Fiction or The Shawshank Redemption. I think if that list I think Forrest Gump is deserving. I think if that list was put in front of somebody now, like in for the Oscars now, it would go to Shawshank. I think it's just a it might. I think it's just a different kind of thing. I think for the the storytelling in Forrest Gump, I think was advanced. I think like now we see that kind of thing in that style now. But I think at the time that like just straight narrative going through and and the way the way everything like melded mm-hmm. and came together, I think like as far as movie making goes, mm-hmm. it was a really strong choice. Okay. So, well, in 1995, Braveheart won and it beat out Apollo 13 and get this, Babe Pig in the City? No, not the second one. Oh, sorry. Just the first Babe. <laughs> okay. Do you think Babe holds up enough that it should have been an Oscar nominated for Best Picture? I do not. No. Okay. I need to rewatch it, but I feel like it might not. All right. 1996, The English Patient won. Uh-huh. Have you ever watched that? No. I heard it's very boring. <laughs> uh, but it beat out Fargo and Jerry Maguire. I've seen Jerry Maguire. I've seen Jerry Maguire and Fargo. Okay. 1997. Can you guess what won? No, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't The Lost World Jurassic Park. Batman and Robin. No. And <laughs> the winner uh, came out the same day as uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Wow. Do you know what it is? I really Titanic. Don't. Oh. Tomorrow okay. Never Dies still made money, even though yeah. it came out the same time as yeah. Titanic. Uh, it Great beat out movie. as good as it gets in Good Will Hunting. Oh, I love that, too. I haven't seen Good Will Hunting. But I so 1998 it. is pretty messed up. Because Shakespeare in Love won. Okay. Uh, Shakespeare in Love won okay. the award for Best yeah. Picture, but it beat out Saving Private Ryan. Interesting. And The Thin Red Line. Hmm. I don't understand. I think it's because uh, Shakespeare in Love is like, isn't writing the best thing in the world you could do uh. better than fighting for your country? <laughs> wow. And like all the Oscar winners like, yes. Yeah, that was my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all right, it. 1999. Uh, I'll tell you the, the losers. Okay. The Sixth Sense. Okay. The Insider. Mm-hmm. The Green Mile. Okay. And Cider House Rules. Okay. And it lo- they all lost to American Beauty. Huh. With Kevin Spacey. Okay. There you go. Interesting. Those are the best pictures of the 90s. Okay. So. <laughs> Men in Black was, wasn't there. It was, no. It was, it was That also came out in 97. So Titanic yeah. beat that too. Steve. And 97 was a crazy year. Yeah. Hercules. Yeah. I guess that's not crazy. What are you going to do? Uh, uh, Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> I do. I I loved that movie when I was a kid. I haven't <laughs> seen it too. forever. Steve, favorite animated series from the nineties? Oh, I don't want to hear this. I think Steve's too young for us to be doing this episode no. with him. Uh-uh. Uh, hey Arnold, I gotta go with. Oh, okay, hey that's Arnold. pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah okay. We'll, we'll give it to him. I thought maybe you'd say Dexter's Lab. Uh, that's right up there too. Yeah, okay. What about you, Eric? Oh, geez. The Aladdin show was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I was also watching Pokemon in the nineties. 90s, 90s is the era of like the Disney afternoon, like Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. Darkwing Duck, yeah. DuckTales, uh, great stuff. Yeah. Gargoyles, so, SWAT Cats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so. feature, oh, Bobby's World. Man, there's a 90s show if ever there was one. Yeah, Bobby's I haven't World seen Bobby's World in forever. Captain Planet. Yes. Oh, you know what? That's I the think quintessential as, 90s. I think as a show right that there. I looked forward to the most, that I could have watched <laughs> oh, the most. Man. Do you know what's kind of crazy to think about? Like, they, they're given rings, those yeah. teenagers, yeah. right? And they're yeah. kind of like 12-year-olds almost, yeah. 12 to 13-year-olds, okay? Yeah. They're given rings, these uh, they're planeteer rings that yeah. can shoot things. Like, So you got somebody who can shoot water, okay. somebody that can shoot air. Okay, okay. That's, not, that's a squirt gun and a fan. Yeah. But then you give a kid who spends his life on the streets yeah. a, a ring that shoots fire. Yeah. You give a, like, a preteen who doesn't have his driver's license yeah. a mini flamethrower. <laughs> I mean, I know they're also summoning like a god, <laughs> Yeah, I kind of think uh, Captain Planet also gets his power the same way Jafar gets his power. Really, and that he has to make puns ah, to use his it could uh, be. to use his that abilities. Could be. Yeah, you yeah. know how like sometimes did, did you want to talk about Samurai Pizza Cats? I just want to oh man, that put it out there. Long. Okay, uh, Aladdin also came out in the nineties. Yeah, so that's that's fantastic. We didn't talk about X Men, Tasmania, ah. Gar- Garfield and Friends. Yeah. That's another. That's another one for me that was like, I have to watch Garfield and Friends. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have a couple of books here that came out in the 90s that are still as relevant and popular as they are today. What's this list? Uh, That it could have such relevant titles. This is from Huffington Post. Okay. Uh, And here are some that you may or may not agree with. Okay. So let me. uh, Jurassic Park. 
The book? Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Uh, really? Did that come out in the 90s? 1990. Okay, because I, yeah, I thought like, part of me was like, that's actually, I thought that was like late, right in late there. 80s, but yeah, 1990. Uh, they also list The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien, American Psycho. Yeah. Sure. You're a bit of an American book. Psycho. I haven't read the book. Did you call me an American Psycho? No. Is that the, what you just called me? No. <laughs> the Last Voyage of Somebody the Sailor. John Barth. I don't know that one. Yeah, super relevant Huffington Post. Boy's Life by Robert R. McCammon. These are as great today as they were in the 90s. That's, yeah. that's what they're saying. You know who's saying. just as relevant today as it used to be? The Huffington Post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Huff Post Burn. Uh, Secret History by Donna Tartt. Of Goldfinch fame now. Yeah. Uh, All the Pretty Horses by Cormac McCarthy. Mm-hmm. A Simple Plan by Scott Smith. Mm. I hear about this next book all the time, and I don't. I still don't understand what it is. Sherman Alexie's The Lone Ranger and Tonto Fist Fight in Heaven. Do you, do you know about this? No. I don't, I don't understand. Okay. The Virgin Suicides. Mm-hmm. Bastard Out of Carolina. These aren't exciting books. Bears well, Virgin Discover... Suicides would turn into a movie yeah. with Kirsten Dunst. Fire and other stories. The Bingo Place. Mm-hmm. Altman's tongue. This is I a, don't, I don't this is a sad list. list. Huffington Post. Game of Thrones. Sandman. Uh, <gasps> yeah. This, how? And here he is, our friend Neil Stevenson. Did you, was was Cryptonomicon? Did you say that one? No. Okay. How have we gotten this far into our '90s episode? And I haven't mentioned one of the the most important book series to ever be I, written in the in the history oh. of the world. Oh, look out. Animorphs yes. came out in the 90s. Yes, it sure and did. And shaped the world. Yep. yep. We should talk about the 90s fads yeah. real quick and how snap, terrible some of them were. Snap bracelets. Snap bracelets, sure. Those are uh, Pogs. Yeah, Pogs. Pogs, Pogs oh came my back. gosh. Pogs were outlawed at my school because it was getting ugly. I feel yeah. like the order went Pogs. Yeah. Yo-yos. Oh, yeah. I was way into the yo-yo. The yo-yos came back, like extreme yeah. yo-yoing. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In seventh grade, I wore a denim vest every day. Is that a 90s fad, or was that just me wearing a denim vest? I I've, think that I've was a, a 90s lot. fad. You could wear a lot of jeans. <sighs> okay. All like, I know. I also had... You uh, could be wearing jeans. Yeah. A jean jacket. Yeah. And a jean hat. I also had bib overalls that were part, <laughs> part denim... <laughs> <laughs> part denim, uh-huh. part khaki, what? and oh. I usually left one of the mm-hmm. flaps undone. Mm-hmm. 90s fad. It's bold. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't Thank know if you. it was a fad yeah. so much as something you just did I in tried. the 90s. I yeah. tried. A lot of Hawaiian shirts. A lot of Hawaiian yeah. shirts for okay. me in the 90s as sure. well. Furbies. So. Oh. Furbies. Beanie yeah. babies. Beanie day. babies. Yeah. People were like and, killing uh, each other. Oh, yeah. There's literal yeah. deaths over Beanie and, uh, Babies. Tamagotchis. Nobody wants your Beanie Babies now. No. Try to sell a Beanie Baby. You can't. I still have the Stripes of the Tiger, though. He was the, my favorite Dude. one, and I wanted him the most, and I finally got it him. Was, Beanie, there was a short time where Beanie Babies were the world's dominant currency. Yeah. You could get <laughs> anything. Was, yeah. Because I want you to put an addition on my house. Yeah. Here's a small Beanie Leopard. Yeah. Remember the Princess Diana Beanie Baby? Yes. How forget it. Forget? If you had that, you could retire. You could write your own ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You just so. walk up, knock on somebody's beachfront door. It's so like, stupid. Why did we let ourselves get taken up by this stuff? Um, I was never taken up by the Beanie Babies. Like, now you see these pop figurines. I mean, you've got a bunch of them on your desk right now. But we have these, like, pop figurines. Yeah. They're $4. Yeah. Nobody... Yeah, they're fun. None are like, oh, where am I going to get it? Yeah. I will pay Although, you $2 million for that Rachel pop figurine. I was just going to say, uh, if anybody has a Chandler from Friends. Monica and Chandler. Hit me yeah. up at All the Book Show on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. We'll talk. <laughs> Nick will let you name your price. Yeah. 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 Could I be any more rare? <laughs> no. Uh, that's good. Uh, thanks. Did you, wait, did you just say nice to your own joke? It yeah, felt like you did. I sure did. But, okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to tell you now which of those fads I got into. Yeah. All of them. Really? Actually, I didn't have a Furby. Uh, and we didn't have tons of money, so a lot of times I had the secondhand kind of one. So I didn't have uh, Beanie Babies. I had, like, Beanie, Bubby, Beanie Buddies. Ooh. I didn't have a Tamagotchi. I had, like, a Dinky Dino. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. Well, those sound really cool. Not. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was very 90s nice. 90s yes. fan. Uh, but you know what? It was what? fine. Yeah, it was because fine. Because I still had... Psych! <laughs> <laughs> I, I still enjoyed them all. Sure. And then yeah. also... They were cheaper, and the fads left, and so yeah. like we didn't spend four hundred dollars yeah. on getting me a stripes of tiger. Yeah. I, you, I still got a stripes you, of tiger. You didn't have a fireproof gun safe filled with beanie babies. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's look at the get uh, the photo albums out of there. Save the beanie babies. Let's look at the Newberry Medal winners. Let's do it. So these are the the winners of the Newberry Medals. Yeah. Uh, now we've noticed that in the past we haven't heard of any of these books, but I think some of the yeah. '90s ones have lasted a little longer. We got Lois Laurie's Number the Stars. Okay. That's still popular. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Nick is very invested. We got I'm, I'm Jerry sorry. Spinelli of 91 for the Manic M- Maggie. Maggie. I don't understand. Okay. Let me tell you. Hold on. Okay. Because this, I need fine. to tell you the five most expensive Beanie Babies okay. of all time. Sure. Okay. Uh, the magenta version of Patty the Platypus is yeah. the fifth most expensive Beanie Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, current asking price of $6,000. Still? On the market. Yes. Claude the Crab, the only Beanie Baby with a poem dedicated to his name. Uh, <laughs> he's listed for $10,000 on eBay, but upon confirmation, $100,000 because it's the real crab. So okay. so it's about $10,000 right. for real. Okay. Valentino the Bear I remember, yep. going for $19,000. Wow. Lefty the Donkey and Righty the yes. Elephant. Very, very political. Uh-huh. Uh, together, about $50,000. Wow. Princess the Bear. Is this the Princess Diana? Princess Diana, yeah. Princess the Bear. Uh, currently, it's at about five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. So, it is literally a stuffed animal filled with beans. Yeah, but it's got a little white rose. Okay. On the front of it. All right. I'm sorry. We should talk about the Newberry medals and not the uh, prices. <laughs> the of, highest of, prices, Beanie Babies. Highest price, Beanie Babies. But no. See if you can find me a working Furby right now. If anybody has a princess. And they don't, you could donate it to the library. It is tax deductible. Yeah. So that'd be fantastic. Yeah, it would be. Uh, 1992 one for Phyllis Reynolds Naylor's uh, Shiloh. Okay. You know, yeah, this? I know that. Yeah. Shiloh, I feel yeah. like it's still popular. You got 1993 Missing May. Okay. Uh, 1994 Lois Lori run again for The Giver. Oh. And that's still being read all yes, it is. the time. It sure is. Uh, 1995 Sharon Creech Walk Two Moons. Just read this with some, uh, yeah, you did. With a kids' you did book, a book club. club on that. Uh, 96 is Karen Cushman, one for The Midwife's Apprentice. Okay. Don't know it. Elay Conningsburg, one for The View from Saturday. Uh-huh. Don't know it from 97. Uh-huh. 98, Karen Hess, Out of the Dust. Don't know it. Yeah. 1999, mm-hmm. Lois Shachar, one for Holes. And that's still being read. Yes, it Holes. is. And Shia yeah. LaBeouf still watches it every Thursday at Hollywood 9 o'clock Superstar p.m. Shia LaBeouf. So uh, I feel like the 90s did a little did okay. But those okay. are my list for the 90s. Okay. Let me ask you guys this, and this is a hard truth time. Uh, if you're in the 90s, mm-hmm. you have two choices of beverage, and they are as follows. Okay. New Coke. And Surge? Crystal Clear Pepsi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'll put in Surge. Then it's Surge. You're going to choose yes. Surge. Steve. Even though I can get Surge today. Uh, yeah. I'll pick Surge, too. Surge. Yeah, we're staying up all night, baby. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi, this is a true story. Uh, my friend Rochelle, uh-huh. childhood friend Rochelle, okay. her dad was into Crystal Pepsi. Nice. Let me tell you. He loved yeah. the Crystal Pepsi. Uh, they heard they were discontinuing it. He bought like a dump truck full of Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> the man is yeah. probably still tossing right. back Crystal Pepsi. To well, better day. Crystal Pepsi than Crystal Meth, am I right? Yeah. All right. And New Coke uh, was a bomb. Yeah. It was a total bomb. Yeah. Uh, and Surge mm-hmm. uh, will explode your heart. Yeah. If what? you drink a Surge, yeah. you're going to be dead this, on the side of the freeway. Is, you know what? This is the first time. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Two bottles. and Yeah. You, yeah. Sh- you shake that up yeah. and take a drink. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You've gone super deep. Uh, this is the first time we could actually ask and answer this question. Yeah. But what, were you, what, what do you remember loving the most out of what you were reading in the 90s? Oh, boy. Because uh, we couldn't really ask that in the 80s. That's true. Maybe I could have asked that's you. That's true. Mine would have been like, I don't know. Uh, how I, I can put on my pants all by myself by Grover yeah. the monster. The those but the that, 90s are different. That Clue mystery book series. Okay. I just loved. Yeah, Clue. Okay. I loved it. Uh, so that that was probably like the top of my list. I also really liked novelizations even then. 90s were a good time for novelizations. Yeah, yeah. so I read a lot of novelizations in the 90s. And I really think that's one of the things that turned me into such an avid reader because yeah. Uh, yeah. I just ate up the novelizations. Yeah. Reading you the Jerry Maguire Jr. Man? novelization. Yeah. I like them a lot. Okay. Do you have a, you have a favorite novelization? Uh, I really enjoyed the novelization of The Dark Knight, actually. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Right. add a lot of stuff. I haven't read that. I read The Dark Knight Rises yeah. novelization. I like well, that. Well, it had to be better than the movie, so... Oh, that's where you guys agree, and I like The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Oh, but that's so not from the 90s. No, that's true. Um, mine would be Animorphs, obviously. Yeah. The Jurassic Park books. Yeah. Uh, novelization. Basically, no, I mean, no, I was we're back to his favorite books from oh, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I also read the Jurassic Park novelizations, though. I read the junior novelizations, the junior novelizations okay. for Jurassic Park and The Lost World. Jurassic I read Park. the new novelization for number three, because hmm. I wanted more Jurassic Park books, and that was all that was out okay. there. It wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't um, good. But... Outside of that, it might have just been uh, whatever I was reading in school. Okay. So stuff like Shiloh and uh, okay. A Taste of Blueberries. 
A taste of blueberries? I think that's what it's called. Oh, taste of blackberries, maybe. Anyway. I was so hopped up on New Coke that it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's really hard to remember. All right, look. We we could go on for another two hours because yeah. we haven't talked about the Super Nintendo versus the Sega oh Genesis. Sega we Genesis haven't talked about the, the way, Nintendo obviously. 64. No question. We, it's Super Nintendo, yeah, obviously. Sega, Sega yeah. Genesis, I That's think. That's crazy. Everybody knows it's Sega yeah. Genesis. Yeah. But. Hope, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Name me one decade. Sonic the Hedgehog game that holds up uh, to Sonic, the Super Nintendo library. Sonic 2. Sonic 3. No, I meant one. Sonic and Knuckles. I meant to say one Sonic non-Sonic Sonic Hedgehog Oh, title. one Echo the Dolphin. Oh my gosh, I cannot hear about Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> I'll tell you what's a great game, Cool Spot. Do you ever play yeah. Cool, yeah. cool Spot? Cool Spot was pretty good. Yes. That's a pretty good soundtrack, That too. was dynamite. <laughs> okay. That was complete dynamite. But we could talk about that. We we didn't really talk too much about shows. I had a Game Gear. Yeah. I You had to hook it up. You had to have 14 yeah. AA batteries. <laughs> Total playing time of 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. We haven't <laughs> talked about uh, Lego's revival with the Lego Maniac line. Oh, Do you yeah. remember those? No, I don't care about Lego that. Maniacs? I was never into Legos. Okay, whatever. Sorry. Uh, you you want to talk about it? No, I don't want to talk about it now. I can feign interest. I'm just interest. saying we could talk about You think I can't feign interest? I can. Death of Superman? Yeah, we didn't Big even deal. talk about comics. Big deal. Yeah. I remember reading that in the newspaper. I had to bring in a we had to bring in a current event to school. <laughs> and I clipped that out of the newspaper and was like, they're killing Superman. <laughs> yeah. I remember collecting all the different covers and there was a whole like yeah. which one of these guys yeah. is Superman. Yeah. Total misdirect, it's crazy by the way. So many more girlfriends you, than me. DC. <laughs> I didn't have so many more girlfriends than you. In high school, you did. Uh-uh. Uh, how many ha- girls friends did you have in high school? One. I had zero. Okay. <laughs> yes, I did. I did have more. I did have more. All right. All right. Is that it? That's Is that it. Done I mean, yeah, 90s? we, we got to get out of here. Well, that's... obviously, Steve's one of my favorite things to come out of the 90s. Aww. Yeah. Aww. I was 10 years old when nice Steve was born. Nice. How, yeah. how, when were you born? 93. Yeah. I was... You were 10? Yeah. I was Do you know seven. what year you were born? I was seven. What year were you born? 86. Yeah. So there you go. There you were go. seven. Yeah. So did you guys know each other back then? Me and Steve? Yeah. Because he was born and I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't, you no, didn't know each other. We didn't in the same circle. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Steve is too much of a player and you yeah. didn't have any yeah. high school girlfriends. So <laughs> that's, what are you that's very do? true. Yeah. All right. Are we going to close the book on the 90s? I don't want to. I know. It's so much fun. <laughs> next episode. Let's you know what? This is now just a 90s nostalgia podcast. Yeah. For the next 10 episodes, next week we'll be focusing on 1991. <laughs> yeah. That's what we yeah. A beautiful time. No. Uh, any final thoughts on the 90s? Because you promised me we could talk about Lois and Clark and Beverly Hills and I don't know. No, we didn't. And we didn't. I didn't so tell you you could talk about those. Lois and Clark ends on a cliffhanger where they get a baby in a Superman blanket <laughs> and ABC canceled the show and I still want to know what happened. I'm sorry, man. 90210 had 10 years. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Should have killed off Brandon. That's yeah. all. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Should have killed off Brandon. Okay. Right. Melrose Place? Spin City. I love Spin Let's City, too. Let's get out of here. We got to get out of here. All right. We got to stop. All right. And that's it for the 90s. Yay! We're back. We are back. We are back. Uh, Remember, we're going to be talking about Michael Crichton's posthumous works in the coming weeks. Dragon Teeth, I believe, comes out the 23rd of May. May 23rd. So we'll be talking about that uh, then. So send us your thoughts. If you've read... Uh, micro and what's the other one? Pirates oh, Latitude. Yes. Or if like us, you had an advanced copy Ooh, of Dragon Dragon's Teeth. Teeth. Yes, please, please send those our way. So we are going to be talking about that. Remember, rate us on the iTunes Store and mm-hmm. share the podcast on Facebook mm-hmm. or Twitter. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Angelica Radio listeners, hello. <laughs> Enjoy your Wednesday yeah, evening. Anything happening here at the library? Uh, yeah, this week there sure is. Well, we have the Sorrow Estate uh, concert coming up on the May 11th. Okay, at seven o'clock <gasps> later this month on the 25th, we have the Probables. Uh, neither of these groups have ever performed here on the stage before, Great. so they're they're new to us. Both really exciting groups, and mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to each of them coming. Book clubs are currently reading Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty mm-hmm. and All Our Yesterdays by Robert B. Parker, which is a rare standalone. It's not a Spencer, it's not a Jesse Stone, just a multi generational family saga right so that's what we're doing what about you uh we're we're kind of uh we're gonna be in low-key mode i guess until summer reading but that's also in like less than two months yeah so we're just planning our summer reading program Mm -hmm. that will start at the end of june teen photo show was a huge success the teen photo show went great we had lots of people come to the reception yeah we did Uh, big thanks to alex cole who provided the music free of charge yeah that was great donated his time to us so we really appreciated that um but it was great. We had lots. Of, uh, a lot of our winners were there, mm-hmm. and uh, er, all the the people with photos, all the teens with photos, yep. there got to talk to our judge Brian Oglesby. Yep. he uh, does a great job. Yeah, too. Um, he's really great. And I mean, at the end, we had 105 photos. That's um, so exciting. I mean, that's the biggest we've ever had from like 
10 different schools. Yeah. Um, all, all across around, the area. All across and, and the whole Allegheny. ages, too. I mean, all the way down yeah. 12 to 19, the yep. whole gamut. So yep. that's great. Uh, and we had our People's Choice winner. Um, yeah. The title was Blue. Oh, I think. The, yeah. The it was a great, great shot of a dog. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was, yeah, was a pretty choice. young. That was one of our youngest uh, participants, too, right? Wasn't she 12? 12, 13? Really Maybe young. 14. Okay. Regardless. <laughs> I think I can tell you they were in eighth grade. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's about the youngest you so, can So, um, so, yeah, it was a pretty great time. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. Well done. All right. Well, Steve, any final thoughts? No. Okay. Nothing. Look, I'm now going... <laughs> I need to a little bit yeah. of experience. Yeah, he loved the 90s. Yeah. It's I'm, seven years. I'm going to go back now. To the 90s? I, I can't live in today anymore. I got to go oh, back wow. to the 90s. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. I just, just, I'm going to watch Gargoyles. Okay. I'm going to listen to Matchbox 20. That's great. I'm going to play... With Lego Maniacs. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's, that all well, sounds so great. Now listen, I'm going to thank Steve as our special guest. I'm not uh-huh. going to thank you because you're here every week, but don't take it personally. Okay, go Are ahead. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in, folks. I want to thank our special guest, Hey, Steve. no problem. What? I just gave you the heads up about oh. this. Oh, okay. Go all right. On. I want to thank our special guest, Steve, my brother. Thank you, Steve. You're very welcome. My uh, pleasure. What number is this? Six? Well, I'm here. Six episodes for Steve? I'm here every week. Yeah, you're here. You Steve's up to six episodes. <laughs> this is <my> you're at, <laughs> uh, six episodes for Steve, ninety for Eric. Uh, yeah. Eric was briefly demoted uh, as host for one episode to honor his birthday. That's, That's true. it. It's a very when you say it without realizing the heart that was behind it. It was a lot like, of why heart would you demote him on a his lot birthday? Of heart behind it. I know. I know. Well, uh, join us next week in episode ninety one where we're gonna talk about something. Is it not the Michael Crichton episode? No, not quite. Oh, because that comes got, out the Oh, 23rd. that's right. We got it a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about anything. Anything. All right. <laughs> we'll leave it as a mystery. So join us for episode 91. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.